Well, niggas and friends, mm-hmm. here we are yet again. That's right. Just at the edge of the end. Um, <laughs> so close. I'm actually so grateful that this episode came out or comes out when it does. Isn't that crazy? Uh, because it, it <laughs> means that we could record before. So we can just... <laughs> One last chance let, to be innocent. <laughs> Yeah, before, you know, (laughs) the streets are on fire and we're all running and the purge sirens are going off. That's right. Um, Anyway, I'm Shirley Ralph. And I am Sojourner Truth. This is The Read. Thank you for coming back. It is indeed. Let's start with some Black excellence, shall we? I'm going to give this one over a huge Black excellence. I couldn't even have a Black excellence segment this week if I didn't honor one K.J. Brooks. If you have not seen this video oh, of this queen absolutely mm-hmm. decimating the Kansas City <laughs> Police Department, I mean, a dragging of epic proportions. At this point, I would just like to give her the show. I don't even believe that we yeah. can fairly have a program called The Read that isn't completely centered on this woman because a read like I've never seen before. Right. Um, Sister went in. This girl is 20 years old. She stood uh, at a board of police commissioners meeting in Kansas city and called out these whiteies by name. (laughs) Informate their, their businesses, their history, um, their complacency when it comes to uh, equality and uh, preservation of Black people, um, the manipulative things that they do, such as uh, trying to pose with pictures of uh, Black babies to do their little um, pamphlet photographs and act like they give a fuck and all that stuff. It was just such an epic, mm-hmm. personal, no fucks given, like, just perfectly like meaty just like it was just the greatest read yes. and it was so revitalizing and i need it i need it in my bloodstream everything about it was so great on top of that her fucking hair was like <laughs> on the color looks cute on you too sis like right. you dragged them all they could do is sit there and fucking take it because they knew that it was correct and none of them prepared to come in there and receive a lashing <laughs> the way that they that you like, the way that they did they just they weren't prepared for it and shout out to the maybe one and a half other people in the room who were living and went up the whole entire time i just need more of this madam i don't know what's in your future but i it's bright right Listen, more of these people in office can we have it because she came prepared when i went like when she stood up to the mic and the first thing she said was fair warning i'm not nice and i'm looking i'm not looking to be respectable I or said, something oh, like yeah, that right and I, was like, I said oh yes I scooted my black ass up to the edge of my seat. <laughs> I said, "Well, give it to me, let's sister. Get her done. I'm waiting. What do you girl? got?" She straight up, and said, even then, I wasn't prepared. Yeah, she was like, "I just really don't care. Like, y'all cannot approve of me. Y'all can think that I'm not respectable because I'm literally not here to do that. I am here on behalf of the black people who have been terrorized by the Kansas City Police Department." 
And like you said, them hoes couldn't do nothing but sit there and take it because it's nothing but facts. Like when I say she decimated these motherfuckers, you should Google it. Watch the video because it is incredible. And then contribute to her and the organizations that she has. Um, I mean, she also got personal. She's doing great shit. She also got personal. She went for their their suits. I feel like hairlines. Like (laughs) it was just (laughs) such a dragging. And I appreciated it so much so thank you thank you all y'all yeah. who shared it with me i likely would have seen it anyway because it's i think it's gotten like millions of like crazy views yeah it's been everywhere on youtube or it, somewhere else. they probably around. even put it on the shade room yeah i'm sure they did because shade of um, us <laughs> i mean sister was like, doing it <laughs> like how did all of those the white people not just have immediate nosebleeds. Yeah. Like, I feel like as soon as she called them out by name, there should have just been a stream of blood gushing from their nose. Because, I mean, when she said y'all are really weird, she said racism <laughs> ages you <laughs> terribly. Oh, God, calling people weird is one of my favorites because it's like you can't even argue with my perception of you i'm calling you weird because that's what you are and yeah then at the same time it's not necessarily like it's all in how you perceive it and i just love that she was disrespectful in as many ways as she could yeah. have possibly been so yes hats off to that girl because she absolutely did that <laughs> and standing up to yes. them racist crackers in places the Southwest and that whole area, like Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Nebraska, that whole general area. It's a lot. So shout out to yeah. her. She did. She really go watch that fucking video because she did that shit. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, turn this shit off and go watch it. Right now and, then, <laughs> and get your fucking like life. Said, get into what she's doing, support her and all of her endeavors. Yeah. She deserves. Incredible woman. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas. 
hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Um, so this weekend are hot tops. If Beale Street could bottom. <laughs> if um, only. No, that's in poor taste. This one is called <laughs> Zombie Bottom Double Tap. Oh my God. Because he just came off of ha- Halloween. So, uh, okay. speaking of which, um, COVID did not prevent um, people from having their costumes or their parties. Mm-mm, it did. Um, I didn't see all of the famous people. One thing that's very interesting about being rich and famous is that you have like the means to really go off and get mm-hmm. like the prosthetics and the like cinematic ass makeup and stuff done. Yeah. And I mean, that's no shade. There's plenty of y'all at home who, you know, aren't super famous celebrities who are just really good at Halloween and makeup and <laughs> special mm-hmm. effects and shit as well. You know, I just buy things and then I hope they fit. <laughs> That's all the effort I have. That's all I really okay. know how to do. Right. Um, so let's see. Some of my favorites. Uh, okay. This was not one of them, but uh, Sierra and Russell did Jane and Buster Rhymes. And I had watched that video for the first time in a long time, like the night before I saw this mm. outfit. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, who else? It was so Just, good. <laughs> I really liked it. Oh yeah, no, I did. I liked it. <laughs> um the other thing is the celebrities be having like a different costume for every day of the weekend, and they all look like they cost a million dollars. Cause Sierra was also Cardi B on the cover of Privacy. I think she was also Nicki Minaj and maybe something else. I feel like Tiana had like two or three costumes. She was Catwoman, like the wow. Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. And Norm Normani was also that same Catwoman. They both looked great in chocolate. Um Cardi B did Scarlet Witch, which I loved because she did like the OG Scarlet Witch from the comics and cartoons and shit. Mm-hmm. And not the like um the new cinematic Scarlet Witch that the Olsen sister plays with that terrible accent. So I really appreciated mm-hmm. that dedication to source material. I loved the weekend's um Nutty Professor costume <laughs> because again, this looks like Sherman. <laughs> like <laughs> yes there is that like it is a it is you automatically know when you look at him who that is supposed to be it looks just like him. i thought cardi b dressed up as medusa though or then maybe she had more that's than what i'm costume. saying like i'm sure she did because they had sweetie had like eight yeah and they were all good she did everybody her fucking destiny's child <laughs> outfit where she was all three of them mm-hmm sickening i mean first of all let's just come out and say it her michelle looked like fair franklin but at the same time (laughs) like 
It was so effortlessly done. And, you know, Sweetie's pretty. I loved her mystique as well. Um, Again, more of the movie mystique that was butt naked for whatever reason. I still don't understand why they made Mystique ass naked in the movie. Oh, but you <laughs> Yeah, know. it was pretty good, but I felt like Tabria Majors put the most effort into her Halloween because it wasn't even just a costume. She really had like a it Halloween a event. Whole... Yeah. <laughs> like, sis, I think she said on Instagram Live that she spent her budget was 20k and she went over it, but Excuse the yes. fuck out of me. If you haven't seen person. it, <laughs> search for a uh, model to Bria Major. She is absolutely gorgeous. And at first, I did not even recognize her. I was just like, "Who is this thick ass Beyonce?" And how can I find <laughs> out more about her? And then when I realized it was her, I was like, "Oh my god!" Because she just looks like when I tell you she nailed these fucking looks, and it was just very professionally done. So go see what she did because it blew me away more than anything else. But I did like Russell and Sierra. I love that Russell does whatever Sierra tells him to for Thanksgiving, <laughs> not for Thanksgiving, but for Halloween. <laughs> he clearly does. <laughs> Whatever she says. My friend My friend Brian said it looked like Sierra had showed him the video for reference <laughs> right before the start of the shoot. He just saw it like six hours before, but he was down, okay? And that's the point. That's right. Support your woman. Right. And um who else? Somebody else had Ryan a really Destiny good costume. Yes! Was Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill, and it was so good. I was freaked out because when I saw it at first, I was like, oh, yeah, I love this picture of Lauren. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. That's right. Not Lauren. I had to like, look real hard to be like, okay, which one of y'all is which? It was so good. That was really good. Yeah. Um, I, I like this trend of celebrities dressing up as celebrities. Yeah. When it's like an iconic photo that we all know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like when it's okay. like, oh, I'm wearing what they wore to Puffy's house party in 2012. It's like, yeah, that's cool. But we would have, would we have remembered that outfit if you didn't put it right next to <laughs> the other one? Right. If we need a side by side, then it's not the greatest costume. But if people <laughs> look at it and then they have to think twice about who that really is or, you know, whatever, then I think you've pulled it off. And yeah, a lot of y'all did pull it off. What you should have done was pull it off at the house. Mm. But you took your asses out to these super spreader events and uh, I just can't fathom why, but all right. Um, So let's talk about Lil Nas X's costume. Oh, glory, because I know the straight men were angry. First of all, well, I, I have to say that I simply enjoy the journey from the Lil Nas's journey from a like full out Barb Stan account right. to being famous and denying even knowing who Nicki Minaj is <laughs> and like coming out with the truth that we all knew as a Barb and then getting up in drags for her as her for Halloween. I was floored by like the execution are the titty cg like did he have on one of the drag breastplates or what happened with the had with the titties like i'm so i don't it blew my mind (laughs) is he on the bike is it green screen it was just like (laughs) 
Like, there have to be some barbs that have, like, three shrines at home who are livid. Like, <laughs> like, you didn't even want to claim the bitch all year. Now you got the best Nicki Minaj costume I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, the straight niggas great. were pissed. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. The men were, uh, a lot of the straight men were upset. A uh, portion of the whole type community. Um, rap niggas with nothing better to do. Apparently, 50 Cent had something to say. Uh, Day Beast had something to say. And both times, Lil Nas X, you know, simply gave them a witty remark on Twitter that made people laugh and kind of move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think a lot of y'all are weird. I think a lot of y'all are very uh, strange. Your weird obsession with what these queens are doing that has literally nothing to do with you. I mean... He didn't dress up as Nicki Minaj getting fucked by 50 Cent and, and Dave East. Like, like I don't, like, right. it literally has nothing to do. I don't understand why y'all inserted yourself into it. Like, 50 Cent is, I don't think that 50 Cent has anything else to do, but, you know, say something slick about people on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. But, you know, Dave East coming smooth out of absolutely nowhere and then misspelling Batiman on Instagram oh, and whatever God. the fuck else. Like, Niggas. sweetie, you can appropriate Dominican culture and appropriate Harlem culture. But <laughs> don't appropriate, like, you at least get the spelling correct. Dave not even East, adjacent. Dave East is supposed to sit somewhere and be pretty, okay? We're not supposed to hear you talk about nothing. No, not like you're here to look at, and that's that. Don't give her a lot. Oh, well, I mean, I do think Dave East is fine, but also I never need to hear Dave East talk about anything ever on any topic in to any depth. But also, I mean, it's kind of like Mike Tyson told Boosie, like you a little bit too invested in what homosexuals yeah. are doing for, for me not to have some follow up <laughs> questions. <laughs> Mike, Mike Tyson said, you okay? <laughs> Because I'm wondering if maybe you are also a homosexual because you just seem real pressed about what homosexuals do. (laughs) Uh, You know, I don't know what you niggas do in the privacy of your own homes or somebody else's home or bathhouse or whatever else. But (laughs) what I do know is that y'all are just a little too pressed about the gays. If Lil Nas X wants to dress up as his queen for Halloween, why do y'all have anything to say about it? I just don't understand. It don't make sense. <laughs> so, yeah, y'all ain't shit. Um, Common has responded to allegations from Jaguar Wright that uh, he sexually assaulted her back in the day whenever she accused him of it. Um, he did an, inter- an interview on the Philadelphia show Rise and Grind Morning, and... Basically, he said, uh, God bless Jaguar. I really don't have any negative thoughts towards her. I was for surely disappointed and hurt when she said what she said about me because it wasn't true. I know people that have experienced sexual assault, and that's not anything to say if, and that's not anything to say if it's not true. But I also understand that she may be going through some things that I don't understand. In all truth, I went through different emotions. I'm like, oh man, why is she saying this? How is this going to affect me? Eventually, I got to the space where I'm saying, man, I'm sending her positive thoughts and prayers because obviously things that she's saying just wasn't true and she might not be in a great space. So that was him addressing these allegations that she made a few months ago, I think. Um, Yeah, I remember. You know, talking about waking up. And basically being assaulted. You can go find the information if you want. Since then, Jaguar Wright is basically a blogger. Like, 
<laughs> she's yeah, basically taking she's been talking about to the it. internet <laughs> yeah and being like so let me tell you what else i know about uh jill scott uh diddy anybody else i've ever met and so you yeah. know go with those things but i was interested to hear uh what he had to say about it because that was the first thing i heard her jaguar right say about anything in like ever right like at least since the 90s so yeah yeah i um i guess honestly when i really think about it this is what i expected common to say yeah me too i expected him to deny it while also being sensitive to whatever um she might be going through but then also i kind of hate the idea that if a woman is talking about the sexual assault that happens to her, that means she's disturbed in some way or she's making it up or she's having an episode or whatever else, you know, I don't necessarily want to just like totally take Commons explanation for it and be like, Oh yeah, you know, she was yeah, chalk it up to off her fucking her meds. Being, right. And she's just yeah. lying. Cause it could very well be the case that she's telling the truth and everybody knows that, you know, if these men come out and deny it, then that'll be where it ends. Cause what is she really, you know, where is she really going to take it past there? <laughs> so yeah, I'm still like, I mean, but she also got threatened with that lawsuit from Tevin Campbell where he was like, girl, what you're going to do is just leave me out of it. Right. I ain't been doing nothing, but that is also true. Coin <laughs> and like, and that's it. So, you know, I feel yeah. like, was it Jill Scott that also like a lot of the girls are claiming her to be a liar. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I just felt like I'm going to read this portion of it since I mentioned it before. Yeah. You know, it's probably um, it's the sort of thing where it's probably the the real truth is a mix between column A and column B. That's pro- that's that's know, probably the truth. The real truth yeah. is almost always somewhere in the middle. Um, so Beyonce season light is upon <laughs> us. Mm, thank God. You know, she has released her Ivy Park drip Two collection She's on the cover of British Vogue being fine. And she's got a couple of words. Incredible (laughs) photos. It's like, how do you even... How are you that fucking fine? Where... Why don't you leave me alone? (laughs) The curvature of everything and the... It don't make no fucking sense how fine you are. It's just, where did you come from? Where did you go? Um, So... We read an interesting tidbit that's got some of the beehive uh, buzzing in overdrive with anxiety. She's talking about the pandemic and how it's affecting her as uh, <clears throat> a queen. Right. Uh, she said, it would be difficult to experience life in a pandemic and the current social arrest and not be changed. I've learned that my voice is clearer when I'm still. I truly cherish this time with my family. My new goal is to slow down and shed stressful things from my life. I came into the industry at 15 years old and grew up with the world watching and have put out projects nonstop. Ain't it the damn truth? I released Lemonade during the Formation World Tour, gave birth to twins, performed at Coachella, directed Homecoming, went on another world Mm -hmm. tour with Jade, then Black is King, Mm -hmm. all back to back. All this shit. It's been heavy and hectic. I spent a lot of time focusing on building my legacy and representing my culture the best way I know how. Now I've decided to give myself permission permission to focus on my joy. So, of course, we're taking this as mama's taking a break, mm-hmm. minding her business, loving on her babies and loving on her family. And y'all going to have to kiss her ass until she's interested again. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, honestly, I saw this coming. <laughs> we have already had Beyonce give us a break before. 
when she needed to mm-hmm. go focus on Beyonce as a person and not Beyonce the public figure. So like she said, she has been putting out so much stuff and even more just in the past few years that, of course, when the whole globe is being forced to slow down, Beyonce is going to be like, oh, yes, bitch, let me slow down. I'm going to sit here and do flashcards with the twins. I'm going to help <laughs> Blue Ivy with her epidemiology weekly reports for you <laughs> dumbass girls posting them on Facebook so you hoes will learn something. I'm going to go out here and tend to my fucking bees because, of course, I have... Which I love. <laughs> I love that shit. Of course, Beyonce has bees and gives she her... She says she has two beehives and, and nearly 80,000 yes. bees. <laughs> and that they make hundreds of jars of honey... A, uh, hundreds of jars of honey a year. She said, I started the beehives because my daughters, Blue and Rumi, both have terrible allergies and honey has countless healing properties. Honey, I take my motherfucking ass down to the Trader Joe's okay. or to the local grocery like, and I pick up whatever local. raw offerings they have. <laughs> Mama said, I will just, you know, import the bees Cut out the middle and man. I will just harvest the honey myself. <laughs> and I can see her out there in that whole fucking get up. Harvesting the honey or whatever the fuck you do. I don't know the process, but I could see Beyonce out there doing it because, of course, if she wants to, she's going to put all of her focus into being good at it. I know she'll never sell us this honey, but the things I would do to get a fucking jar of this honey, they ungodly and I shan't say them aloud. But, bitch, I would do something fucking strange. Don't ever in your life <laughs> simply let us fantasize. Don't ever give it. You better keep that honey in the family. She's not Pass selling them bees no, down by generations. Of course it's not. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Whatever money she would make off the honey is nothing compared to the money she makes off of doing like anything else so of course she literally like sweetie all of her clothes are sold out she's not concerned about whatever the fuck take your motherfucking ass down to your local place (laughs) and buy your piss poor honey go on down to whole foods and get whatever they got in the locked up safe in harlem because you know they lock up the good honey in harlem of course they do everything everywhere in this goddamn city so go on down there and get your little you know raw honey and take you a tablespoon and hope that that helps (laughs) but (laughs) as for my children it don't get more local than they own damn backyard yeah and that's the end sweetie i'm done talking to you about it i love it um go ahead and take your break mama not only did you do all the things you said you also uh, danced full out in heels while pregnant multiple Dude. times with that first baby that motherfuckers didn't try to tell you you, you didn't even give oh birth God, to. Fuck yes. us. Take all the <laughs> goddamn time you desire. You know how many motherfucking Beyonce songs and videos I got to watch? Right. I'm fine until you feel otherwise. You've given us more than enough, so, you know, take your break and enjoy your family. Uh, what else do we got? Um, I don't know why I wanted to mention this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't really. I was just like, honestly, I was looking for stories this week and I was not doing a good job finding a lot. <laughs> so I landed on Floyd Mayweather's daughter is pregnant by this rat nigga, uh, okay. NBA young boy. And so NBA young boy is the one who looks like Roger Klotz. He's somebody Doug. else's baby daddy, too, though. I don't know who, but I've heard that. Oh, name. very much likely. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't doubt it. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, this is the same uh, young man, I believe, that Yaya Mayweather uh, shanked a girl for, uh, sliced someone, apparently, in, an, in, a, in a, uh, an altercation that took place over this man. Um, 
he himself is apparently also being investigated <laughs> for uh, kidnapping, mm. for assault, oh, assaulting, and what? attempted kidnapping. Yes, yes. Jesus mm. At the moment. Okay. And, um, yeah, uh, Floyd Mayweather went ahead and confirmed that his daughter is expecting a baby by this nigga that he clearly is not fond of. Um, but he says that he wants her to be happy. And so if she is, he is, and so is her mom, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there you go for that. If you've been following the Yaya Mayweather NBA young boy uh, saga, Lord. first of all, I assume you're probably 16 years old, maybe right. 15 years old. And you don't and, have um, shit else to do. <laughs> there's the latest. I felt like sharing that with you guys. And young man, Miss Yaya. Why? You know, like <laughs> you already went to jail for this nigga. Like your dad is. Well, assumedly, incredibly rich. Um, 50 Cent accuses him of having spent all of that money. And so... I don't um, know how he could. <laughs> he got like $5 million dollars for every 30 seconds he was fighting. <laughs> right. So, I, I, I it can't possibly because, oh, he buys me nice things or dick. Like, girl, you... You know, I mean, yeah. here we are. And so, good luck with that. But just know... That your baby will be fine. <laughs> and you don't have to deal with this nigga and his shit regardless. Right. I mean, well, now you do because you have to co-parent. But anyway. Uh, well, I mean, that was something that probably should have been considered beforehand. But if you think about how mm-hmm. most people tend to look for something that they didn't get in their childhood. and But in that same search, end up choosing the same people that emulate the parent that they had the most issues with. I'm not surprised that she ended up having a baby by this boy because it's not like Floyd Mayweather is particularly smart or emotionally intelligent or, you know, respectful to women. Right. There's nothing about him that says, yes, I would like my daughter to marry this type of nigga. So, of course, or not even marry, but procreate with. So, of course, you know, I'm just not shocked that this is where she ended up. I hope their baby is, uh, you know, healthy and she has a, a safe pregnancy and all that. but. I just some niggas just feel like a lost cause. I just feel like when the when it gets to the point where blood is drawn and um, <laughs> fingerprints are taken, I should just go ahead and consider something else. Yeah, um, I mean, when it's both of them, when it was one or the other, then you could think about it. But both, sis, come on. So Lil Wayne is the latest out of touch nigga to take a picture with um, flaming hot crow's feet himself, Donald Trump, and you know can't say I'm shocked. Um, mm-hmm. Won't even really say I'm disappointed. At this point, maybe more concerned. Yeah, for us all. Um, Lil Tunchi tweeted, just had a great meeting with real Donald Trump at POTUS. Besides what he's done for so far with criminal <sighs> reform, the platinum plan is going to give the community real ownership. You think they just texted him this and just said, here's the right? just, just He listened this. to what he had to say today <laughs> and assured he will and can get it done with the little, like, cowabunga emoji. I don't know what it's called. Um, so my... My theory here is that um, 
Wayne might be having like a reverse bad hair situation where perhaps the bleach, the bleach in his poor neglected dreads has just seeped down into the root and, and into his brain. And, and here is where we at. Who, who put him in this cardigan-esque deep V Don't Sailor it. Moon-like sweater <laughs> and turtleneck? Shave it. Anyways. Right. so Looking like a private school kid. What is, the, what is what, this outfit? What? And what was the purpose? I can't. These no. niggas are so like, they, <laughs> they say, how much we got to pay in taxes? <laughs> like, <laughs> but Lil Wayne has been saying stupid shit politically for a while. I think that's why I wasn't shocked. This nigga already too. said that like, Black Lives Matter don't have nothing to do with him and all that shit. So <laughs> I'm just right. not shocked that he said something dumb and like a lot of other um, rich black men specifically, but I'll say rich black people. A lot of them vote conservative just because of tax issues. So would yeah. not be surprised at all that Little Wayne, Little Wayne probably cannot name five things Donald Trump has done during this administration. So <laughs> he's just worried about them taxes. That's it, and that's all. Don't ask him nothing else. Um. Yeah, I don't really know what to say or to make of this. It's really disappointing. I mean, it's like concerning again, as I said, because a lot of these niggas with influence really will be excused for this by many of y'all. And some of y'all will actually, like, I know many of you, many of us um, can look at this for what it is. Whether you continue to stand wheezy or not. But some of y'all are stupid. And so (laughs) that part you know, is concerning because we have things to do today. So, girl, I don't give a fuck. Let me tell you something. The taxes that Lil Wayne is worried about ain't nothing. Got, ain't got nothing to do with you. Don't listen to this man or the platinum plan, the bronze plan, the gold plan, the plastic plan. <laughs> Bitch, I don't give a fuck what like. Right. <sighs> Make sure your ducks in a row. I don't care how many cards you purchase, bitch. This ain't got nothing to do with you. He's dumb. So <laughs> let's leave that there. Right. I mean, and I just don't know how dumb you have to be to think Donald Trump is going to do something nice for niggas and niggas exclusively. I just don't know how dumb you would have to be to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> to make time out of his white ass supremacist, <laughs> supremacist ass day to be like, mm, let's consider the Negroes for half an hour. Yeah, he don't right. give a fuck about you bitches. Are you kidding oh, me? Man. Are you kidding me? This man does not give a fuck at all. Not at, at all. all. I cannot girl. understand this. <laughs> how are y'all still getting like walking Please. directly into this? Like, I know, I know maybe like, a tiny, tiny percentage of y'all really thought you were going to meet up with this man and make a difference. But I know that a lot, if not most of y'all, simply are like, I want to keep as much of my money as possible. And my white attorney told me all I've got to do is take this DM from Donald Trump and that it would save me $10 million. Like, I don't... Y'all don't give a fuck about us. Just like T.I., but I'll get to that later. Oh, yes. (laughs) 
I think that's it for me in the hot tops today. It's a bit shorter than usual, but that's as okay. I said, I'm already plunged into the anxiety of what is sure to be a week filled with hellfire and brimstone. Yeah. So, you know, this is what I could find. And um, we're going to take a break. Come back with your letters. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking about in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all. There's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment. So let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. Okay, so it's now time for your listener letters. Yes, send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. We have um, quite a few updates and information this week. One comes from um, Bonnie, who just wants to let us know about the Shonda Rhimes um, and Disney situation. She said, mm. just wanted to tell y'all that the past employees do get into get in do get into the park for free, but that does not include food. However, there is a pretty good discount on the food. I believe it's 40%. Regardless, how dare anybody try and deny Shonda or her babies anything after all the cash she has brought in for, for Disney. Facts, Bonnie. And uh, thank you for that information. I had a feeling it didn't include literally everything, but... No shade. What does that change we didn't say yeah. anything. i don't remember saying anything about food no i think we just i think maybe i specifically just wondered whether the food was included in the cost of the ticket or not apparently not but regardless i know somebody <laughs> sent me a tweet that was like actually disneyland is like 35 miles south of <laughs> wherever they shoot stuff for abc but it was cute that you thought you knew something oh so there's that <laughs> <laughs> um okay well you know but i did 
Yeah, the past thing sounds just about right. Did you see the cl- uh, the clip of her new show on Netflix or coming to Netflix? Um, no, I don't think I did. It's like a like eighteenth century gossip girl esque. Oh, let me watch that. I'll watch it as soon as but- we're done. Um. <laughs> It sounds like mess, and so, you know. <laughs> yes, it's definitely going to be mess. Okay. Well, I don't have anything else to do, so absolutely, let's do it. Um, we also have an update this week from Margot, who um, was talking about whether she should push back her own wedding or whatever. So she said, um, as a reminder of your response, you said that we should push back on the vendors and insist that they refund our money and postpone our big wedding and or have a small ceremony. I think Kim Fury mentioned the possibility of one of our grandmothers getting sick at a big party, and that really struck a chord with my partner and me. Ultimately, our vendors allowed us to push the wedding again until August 2021. And in the interim, we had a small wedding in my parents' backyard. It was great. There's no way in hell I could have enjoyed the 150 person wedding we were initially planning for this fall so with that said let me just say cynthia sounds fucking crazy for having a wedding in the middle of the pandemic i can't imagine having done the same but thanks so much for your advice from earlier this year please take care of yourselves sending you love thanks margo thank you girl um yeah yeah glad y'all made a much smarter decision because I also just could not understand where she was coming from with that event, but to each his own. I mean, it just does not like it's an airborne virus, y'all. It's not. <laughs> it's like you breathe, and another nigga can get it. But okay, how much different does it make when it's outside? Um. So it's significant. That- it's significant. Yeah, it makes a big difference for it to be outside, but also the distance apart that people are from one another still matters. Right, right, right. And whether they're wearing a mask still matters. So outside, mm. a reasonable distance, and everybody with a mask on is the safest way to have a big event, but it's still not necessarily safe. Right. That's what I assumed. Okay. Right. So, uh, yeah, glad it worked out for you, sis. Let's move on um, to the questions this week. This first one comes from Tiana, who says, I'm 23 years old and I live in New York. I've always been the goody goody child in my household. I get perfect grades. I never stepped out of line, didn't party, et cetera, et cetera. Beneath everything I did was the motivation to please my parents who have always been loving, but who have also held me to extremely high standards. Did I read this one already? I don't think so. Oh, my God. Okay, I hope not. Familiar? (laughs) I mean, kind of. You want to just not read it? Uh, I feel like this is. Oh no, poor girl. Finish reading it. Let me see if it comes back. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Earlier this year, I was having a conversation with my parents about my younger sister, who is my best friend and who has always been much less goody goody than I am. They mentioned that she told them she felt like it was hard to talk to them about things because she was always scared she'd disappoint them. My dad said, but if she's scared to disappoint us, doesn't that mean we're raising her with the right values? Suddenly, I saw how manipulative my parents can be sometimes under the guise of good parenting. It's one thing to raise a child with good values, but to make them feel bad and punishing them for making their own choices just is not right. I began to realize. Okay, yeah, no, the more I read it, the more I'm like, no, I don't think so. It's just a lot of y'all to be writing in about your parents. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I began to realize that I can't live my life with the goal of always satisfying my parents. I learned how to speak my mind. My dad and I got into a two-week silent treatment after I wrote a story about racism in my industry. 
which was her sidebar. Mm. I stood up to my mom after she called to nag me about railing against the government on social media, et cetera, et cetera. What I'm wondering is, how did both of you learn to stand up to your parents and to be yourselves, even when your parents didn't like your choices? I feel like this issue is predominant in black and brown communities, and I feel like I'm blocking my own self-improvement and happiness by continuing to seek their approval. However, it's really difficult to stand up to them and to live my life without fear of retribution. Hope you guys have some peace today. Thanks again. All the love, Tiana. Thanks. Um, I mean, I'm thinking and I feel like I don't know if I ever had like a stand up to them moment. Mm. I think that honestly, in my teens, <laughs> in my teens, I was so just doing whatever the fuck that I wanted that I think my parents were just like, this nigga is just going to do whatever the fuck he wants. You know, like right. there was a certain point where it was like I had clearly been um doing my own thing like i wasn't like a complete mess you know what i'm saying i wasn't like (laughs) coming home with the police or like stealing from them or like doing no wild shit or whatever like that but i was just like you know i stayed with an attitude i wasn't doing shit in school for a good portion of stuff like i just kind of did whatever the fuck i wanted to do in many ways and i had sort of learned the hard way so i think after a while my parents were like you know what what i'm not gonna do is raise my blood pressure and stress myself out because you Mm -hmm. can't listen what you're gonna have to do is eventually get your ass out my house so (laughs) well there is yeah always that (laughs) implied this wasn't said for me um but i think something that also helped me i think is um just making the effort on my own to go out in the world and do my own shit and like establish self sufficiency. I feel like as it is the fact that I don't call them for anything. I also live in a completely different city than them. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like they, I don't even know that they would really try to come at me on some, well, look at your choices. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think they're going to say things if they feel concerned or if they feel compelled to, and they they do, you know what I mean? But I don't feel like they come at me from that angle of like, you know, what's going on. Because first of all, my business is my business. I don't go up in there and me telling them every single corner of everything that's going on in my life and who I'm dating or who I talk to or last thing that happened to me at my job or how this white person, like I don't, really do all of that so i don't know but i do know that i would have no problem um in a scenario where i felt like i needed to stand up for myself stand my ground or whatever doing that because again i at this point we're simply family they're not right you know supervising my life managing mm-hmm. me they're not feeding me or anything like that so it really wouldn't be hard for me to respectfully say, you know what, I'm an adult. And <laughs> at this point, I got to, you know, do what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've given them too much reason to feel like, you know, I'm out here acting like a serial killer or doing some wild shit. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, if anybody was to voice any concerns, sometimes I have other relatives that try to do it, and I'm politely like, I got this. 
<laughs> you know, like that's it. Because I also don't really feel like it's worth like, you know, a big drum roll in a speech. You know, yeah. like, you know, again, if I'm relying on you for a roof and food and water and things like that, I feel like there's a certain amount of ribbing you got to take. Disrespect? No. Trauma and triggering? Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> but like, hey, girl, I mean, the least you could do is this or what time you coming in the house? Like that kind of stuff to a degree. I get it. Mm-hmm. But like, girl, if I'm taking care of my bills, your bills, our bills, whatever the fuck, I feel like a simple, okay, girl, that's nice. It's <laughs> enough because like, what can you really say to that? I don't know. You know your parents more than I do. Yeah. But I don't know. No, I mean, I think that's very real. Like, obviously the advice is different if you live with your parents and then it's different if like you're dependent on them versus if you're taking care of yourself and contributing to the household or whatever. It's kind of like. Right. I don't know. It's It's strange because I don't feel like this is morally right necessarily, but. The more independence you have, the easier it is to assert yourself and stand up for yourself because you're not dependent on these people for your life. So I'm not even going to say necessarily that you shouldn't do it. Just that it's a lot easier when you can tell them, look, I'm grown and I will literally live my life however I want to. And if you don't like it, suck an egg and then get in your car and go home. Like that's a lot easier to do as opposed to like going upstairs and then asking your mama what time dinner is going to be ready. So Right. So I would just, I mean, I don't know. I feel like maybe you should ask somebody who was like a a more preferred daughter than I was because it was pretty easy for me. <laughs> it was pretty easy for me to stand up to my parents because they didn't like my choices starting from a very young age. So <laughs> by the time I was like 17, 18 years old, we were fully not friends. And... <laughs> And so, you know, they weren't going to like my choices no damn way. So it's been fairly easy for me to stand up to them just because I, I've i never been, or not since I was like in fifth grade, was I the goody goody, you know, perfect yeah, daughter same. in their eyes. So yeah, it was probably easier for us because we were already <laughs> outcasts in yeah. one way or another. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Honestly, because when it's like you already know that your parents disapprove of you as a person, it's like, well, what's another thing that you don't like? You know, I might as well be ultra fucking liberal on top of dating women and on top of wearing pants to church and whatever other sins I am committing, because why not? I'm telling you, like, at this point, they're just glad that I'm not dead and I don't need them for shit. Like, that in itself is like, what do I need to say to you? Honestly, I thought you were going to be here until you were 45. I really honestly (laughs) expected that, like, if you made it to 45, let's be honest. And, like, that you were really just going to be in here getting on our damn nerves all of this time. So, the fact that it's not that, the fact that you have, you know... Not only a, a job and a place to live and food to put in your belly, but like your own business. Like that's very nice. So right. what can, you know what I'm saying? Like I honestly feel like like you said, I was so much of a fuck up in my teens. They had already been like, <laughs> you know, best case scenario, <laughs> you live a full life. Like, like you know, a a full life outside of prison. Yeah. We'll take it. <laughs> We the fact that I left and didn't come back know. is probably enough. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you do need to ask somebody else. 
<laughs> Niggas was very unsure about me. So, you know, maybe you they always had high hopes for, but they dreams died for me a long time ago. And so it was easier for me to be um, the trash rebel child because of Yeah, because I was placed on you. Yeah, I mean, well, that's true. And let's not get into that because that's a whole fucking therapy session. But um, when it comes down to it, no matter who you are, how much your parents like you, um, <laughs> you don't have to put up with bullshit or you should not have to put up with bullshit um, just because they're your parents. And if you have any kind of independence or autonomy over your own life at all, then you have to be in a place where you are ready to establish boundaries with your parents and to follow through if they can't respect it. Yes. So if they have a problem with the things you post on social media, you can tell them, I understand that it upsets you. Perhaps it's best for you to unfollow me or block yeah. me or, you know, maybe we'll just talk in person where politics don't have to come up necessarily unless, again, you're super passionate about that. But if you don't like the memes I post, mama, feel free to click unfollow on Instagram or Facebook or whatever else, you know. And you'll just have to be all right. Like, you're 23 years old. You are an adult. I don't know necessarily how independent you are, but you have to get to that mindset. That's the thing. It can't just be you wishing that your parents would treat you like an adult. You have to show them that they have to treat you like an adult. Yeah. And again, and easier if it is to do if you're independent. Right. Because I was going to say, even if it is a situation where you're not super independent right now, yeah, you are still growing. You can post what you want and, you know what I'm saying, wear what you want, those kinds of things. So, again, it might have to be as simple as in, okay, you know what I'm saying? But I'm still old enough at this point to make these types of decisions and, mm-hmm. and do these types of things. I understand you don't like it. That's fine. I respect that. But I'm yeah. going to do. You know what I mean? Like, you can speak to your parents are people who hold a certain are supposed to be held with a certain level of tact or respect or whatever it is you may have. You can speak to them just like regular human beings. It doesn't mean that they're always going to create an environment where that feels safe or comfortable because sometimes you'll approach them like that. And parents will simply be assholes because they're parents and because they feel like they can be, and you're supposed to take it because you're their child, which (laughs) <laughs> isn't valid but that's again another conversation right i like i just what i'm trying to say i guess is like i said before the annoyance of them trying to get on you for shit like that is a thing like for instance god bless her i love her eternally my mom's mom still be on her nerves <laughs> like my mom's <laughs> mom will still go to her house and be like really girl this is what you're cooking for dinner tonight or mm, you can pick up a bit like you know what i mean like yeah still judgmental as, as hell and you know, it is what it is. Like, sometimes that's just in in the person that is your parent. But you can absolutely establish res- re- establish boundaries respectfully, whether or not you need them for blank. Right. But if you super don't need them for blank, it is way easier. Yes. <laughs> like, much, much easier. But regardless, you have to be in the mind space to where you feel like you can stand up to them. If you yeah. still feel like you're too scared or those are my parents, so I can't say that to them, then you might as well save your breath. Because if you're not going to follow through on what you say, then all you're doing is wasting their time and lying to yourself. So, yeah, you Build know, practice up now. It's kind of like how when people say when you really get sick of a nigga, it ain't nothing that can change your mind. When you really get yeah. sick of them disrespecting you like that, you won't want to go back. So, yeah, yeah, yes. maybe you're there, maybe you're not. But uh Either way, best of luck to you. Okay, let's move on. 
Okay, our next question, um, she gave us a fake name, but we've already used it today. So um, give me another fake name. Rella. Rella, yes, amen. Rella said, I'm a recovering serial dater, and earlier this year I decided to stop dating niggas until I was clear on my intentions and what I wanted because men are trash. Within Mm -hmm. the past few months, my friends and therapists have encouraged me to start dating again because I'm showing signs that I want companionship. So I hopped (laughs) my black ass on hinge and I found some niggas. What is this hinge? (laughs) Everybody is on hinge, child. We late. What? I met this one beautiful black African king who had great convo, wasn't misogynistic, thoughtful dates, etc., etc. Our date went great. I took him to one of my favorite black-owned restaurants, and everything went well until the bill came. I went to the bathroom oh, because <laughs> I went to the bathroom because the bill is none of my business. When I got back, he got up and went to the bathroom and I took a peek at the bill and noticed (laughs) that the tip line was crossed out. (laughs) I double checked just to make sure because I ain't have my glasses on. But yes, no tip. I thought maybe the gratuity was included because we were in Brooklyn or maybe he gave cash, although I've never seen him with any cash. I'm a black woman. (laughs) Who is a part of feeling like the club. I'm sorry. I'm a black woman. A part of the tipping is very damn important club. I am a 25% type of girl. So to leave a black owned business without tipping in a pandemic is killing me. My question is, how do you ask nigga? Did you tip nicely? Would y'all cut somebody off for being a poor tipper? How are niggas out here? Really not tipping in the middle of a pandemic. Please help. Thanks. What did you call her? Rella? Rella. God. Okay. Yes. Rella. Sweet cocoa buttery Jesus. (laughs) You invited this nigga that you're going on a date with from an app to a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Get up when the bill comes, which cute classic move. (laughs) Get up when the bill comes to go to the bathroom because it's none of your business. But then it becomes your business when you see that this nigga ain't leaving no tip. I don't know if you're talking about you, a 25% and up girl and all of this other stuff, which I totally respect. I'm the exact same way. But like, girl, if you if it meant that much to you, then why didn't you mm-hmm. partake in the bill? Yes. You're the one who invited him there. Furthermore, sweetheart, he may have crossed out the tip because he expected you to pay it. Because again, did he was this the mm. first date? Um, I think so. She said our date the other day. So I'm assuming this was they, the first date they went on. Okay, again, regardless, to me, he may have been like, oh, so she gonna get her ass now that the bill came. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? He paid for the food or whatever. You could have just dropped the bill, especially since, I mean, the tip, since it was that important to you, like, <laughs> understand how you claim that the bill won your business but then you (laughs) pissed that he didn't leave a tip and now you you're so pissed that you're writing into this podcast about it as if we were supposed to drag him girl you (laughs) you should have paid this shit yourself yeah that's the thing you're talking about if you were that stressed about the tip then you should have just tipped yourself and maybe brought it up to him or even said something then like the fact that you just let it go 
and went on about the rest of your evening without bringing up the tip is very confusing to me because it's like you either are super invested in it or you're not. If I'm out somewhere, which also I didn't even bring up the foolishness of going to a restaurant in Brooklyn in the middle of a fucking pandemic. But the fact that y'all went out anyway. Just eating outside. Not in these 50 degrees, they not. It ain't warm enough in Brooklyn for that shit. Oh, it is cold now. (laughs) It's cold as fuck in New York. So, I mean, but maybe y'all did. Maybe they got heat lamps out there. So let me not judge. Oh, yeah, they do. They might have heat lamps wherever y'all went to. But regardless, um, I feel like tipping has always been non-negotiable, but especially now. So if I had even the slightest suspicion that the person I was with didn't tip, I would have done it anyway, just because I cannot do that to somebody risking their life to bring me my fucking corn fritters or whatever. Like I just can't, I just cannot do that. So I think you should have taken care of it um, yourself or said something to him about it when y'all at the restaurant. Like, nigga, I know you didn't just not tip and then right. maybe y'all could have had a conversation like bitch i know you didn't just get up when the bill was due so <laughs> so you mean and then y'all could have went back you and mad forth. the nigga didn't tip but you didn't tip either but yeah. you writing to us about it you better drive by there and drop them off a, a couple of bills just like what what are we supposed to do i don't understand like i well so would you cut somebody this, off for being a bad tipper that's what I'm saying. Like, as far as this nigga goes, I would, again, have tipped them myself, but then I would have seen, I would have gone, I'd go based on his behavior moving forward. Mm-hmm. If we were to go out and it happened again, and I established, oh, like, this nigga is, doesn't tip, or he's a trash tipper or something like that, then I would go for it. I'm telling you, mama, that this nigga may have been like, oh, we're not there yet. I'll pay for the food, and you can cover the bill. I mean, the tip. Because that's just how some people go. Like, you clearly haven't had a discussion about, you know, going Dutch or whatever or something like that. But you're living for him being an African king and whatever pictures he probably had on Hinge or some other shit like that. I feel like the way that you went about this really isn't um, clean enough to establish the type of guy this, the type of, of guy he is as it pertains to leaving a tip uh, to a black owned restaurant or not. You know what I'm saying? And if y'all walked out there and didn't tip anybody at all, then girl, I feel like, you know, you just as guilty. What's the difference? Yeah. They still didn't get no damn tip. And they, like Crystal said, was out there risking their goddamn life and their lungs and whatever the fuck else yeah. to bring you your, you know, loaded baked potato skins or whatever. <laughs> right. Your margaritas and everything, girl. So, yeah, if if y'all didn't tip, then that was a community did not tip effort. But yeah. I feel like you also gave up a prime opportunity because I would have been like, oh, my God, I don't see a tip here. Let me make sure I take care of that. Yeah. Like, this nigga would have seen me going out of my way to make sure this lady got tipped. Like, yes, I would. I, it feels to me like you were afraid of the confrontation afraid to ask him because you mm-hmm. asking us now like how do you ask it nicely but you should have asked him right there like so what what's what's going on do you feel like she didn't deserve it like let's talk about why there's literally nothing here but like i it just would have been important enough for me to bring up in yeah. that moment so you could have done a fake ass gasp <gasps> you're not gonna tip them like something you know, it's like you could I don't have see no tip played it off just go to the atm right quick because i know i'm not gonna leave this restaurant oh let me get this like you could have done that could you're so like that could have been 
a, a simple gateway into the conversation of tipping in general or whatever. But yeah. I think Crystal is correct. Like that should that could have been something you addressed. Should have been something you addressed when it happens. Not only by tipping the damn people in the restaurant, but also by mentioning it so you could have an establishment <laughs> on how this nigga works around tipping. Because again, I would not be surprised if he saw your ass <laughs> get up when that bill came and was like, <laughs> "I got something for her." Yep. <laughs> like. I already know what the fuck this is. I'm already not a gender roles type person. I'm not like a men yeah. should pay for everything or women should pay for everything um, type of thing. And honestly, with most people, the the difference in what y'all make is not significant enough to really be arguing about it. So I think, you know, now that you're after the fact, you obviously cannot go back to the moment. I would just say I noticed that when we went out the other day, there was no tip left. Like, or maybe the next time y'all go out, maybe that because yes. it's kind of awkward to be like, I noticed. I was just gonna four say and that. a half yes. days ago that you did not tip yes. that girl at the, the whatever yep. bar. So maybe the next time y'all go out, um, y'all can be open and honest about things. Like yes. you'll feel more comfortable talking about the bill and who's gonna take care of it and the tip and all that because. It's just really no point in seeing somebody without like basic things like this being open and free on the table for a discussion. I agree. Okay. Best of luck to you, Sistrin. Our last question comes from Keisha, who says, my best friend and I are in our early 30s and we have been friends since we were teenagers. We're super close, but over the last couple of years, we've been growing apart because she is obsessed with conspiracy theories. On like a Pizzagate level type of shit. <laughs> mm. At first, it started with her hotel viewpoints, like shaming black women for calling out misogynoir and referring to critiques of anti-feminist men as men bashing. I had an issue with it then, but I dismissed it as pick-me behavior in an attempt to show her grace and keep the peace. However, it has recently <laughs> I- got to- <laughs> it has recently got to the point where, thanks to Oh, Lord, she names a lot of specific people here, and I'm not going to be that messy, but let's just say a bunch of hotep niggas. Thanks Got to it. a. I've already. Yes. Three. I'm sure they're all. <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, thanks to these niggas, she has started saying shit like Hitler may have been onto. So- God, what? Hitler may have been on to something. And saying that black people, oh my God. Basically, she's been riding that Nick Cannon wave ever since Ew. he became a global brand ambassador <laughs> for, for beauty supply turpins. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. See what Facebook will do? <laughs> oh my God. I was so shook when she said that shit, and I am so upset at her adoption of such ideologies that it's finally brought me to the point of wanting to end the friendship. I find her to be very fucking irresponsible, and I think she engages in self-hate and hypocrisy, dragging other black women from wanting things that she believes are unattainable for herself. However, she is one of my oldest, most loyal friends. I do still love and care for her as a person. And she is in a very vulnerable state right now physically. So I feel fucked up for even contemplating cutting her off. I also know that you can't argue with crazy. And I fear that the confrontation will most definitely result from me being in me being honest about how I feel and why I'm contemplating ending the relationship. 
Please tell me what to do. Side note from me, Crystal. We never tell y'all what to do. We tell you what we would do. Yeah. Important legal distinction. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I am sad at the prospect of losing this person because of our history, but I cannot keep undergoing the stress and frustration it causes me to be associated with someone who I love, but no longer like. Please help Keisha. There is a wide open let it go reference right there. (laughs) Um, But I'm just going to step around it. Okay. I just couldn't imagine having a friend say some wild shit like that and maintain a friendship with them. Yeah. Best case, I might love them from afar. You know, i.e. John Legend and Kanye. I think that... <laughs> oh my God, he did say they that. They were like, we distant friends. <laughs> um... Because the thing about this QAnon bullshit is that it's like, girl, you get lost in them fucking Facebook posts and then be standing outside of Kroger with with signs and pickets and whatever the fuck talking about how, I don't know, Joe Biden and the Democrats are eating baby spines so that they can live forever or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear anything about it. (laughs) Like, I don't, I'm not interested. But if you're going to say some wild, like inflammatory disgusting shit about hitler or whatever the fuck based on some dumb ass conspiracy theories that you've been reading off of facebook like mama Mm -mm. if there's not one thing that 2020 has taught me it's that i need to keep my peace as close to myself as i possibly can and you're disturbing it you're disturbing it. <laughs> you're, like, I don't want this. <laughs> I mean, like, if this is a very, 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 very close friend that I'm in- incredibly yeah. emotionally attached to, I think in that moment, I would try to have as long and deep a conversation with them to get them to understand that they are wilding out. No pun intended. To, um, you know, and, and hopefully end that at some sort of an understanding and resolution that leads me, you know, to believe that I can continue to be friends with this person and maybe get through to them and possibly have them disable their Facebook account. Because what do you really have it for anyway besides to connect to every other website you don't want to build an account for now? Um Okay. <laughs> And yeah, that's really it. I don't give a fuck about, you know, none of that other shit that you said about uh, Christine or whatever the fuck her name was. Because she said Hitler might have been... Girl, let me tell you something. We're ending it right there, sis. Hitler may have made some points. We cannot be friends. I would have hit her with the Tiffany Pollard. Not you. I (laughs) would have said, do you think Hitler wouldn't have burned Joe Black ass right the fuck up? I'm sorry, is there something... Like this, this anti-Semitism and like, I don't even really want to get into the fact that a lot of Jewish people are racist because yes, they are. I mean, I mean, sure. Yeah. A lot of people in America are racist. So yes. But when you take, but see, there are nuanced conversations to have about racism in America, including racism between like Jewish people and black people. However, where the conversation does not go is to Hitler may have been on to something. Because, bitch, like... There was something about that Hitler. <laughs> like, we would have been free. We literally like, can't what? even talk. Like, bitch, we cannot... Because that lets me know that you passed the point of thinking rationally about anything. When you tell me the nigga who was gassing babies might have had a point or two, 
I literally can't even talk to you no more. Like you're simply not making sense and you're so far off the deep end that I don't feel like I can reach you. So I just, I get that this is one of your absolute closest friends. Um, but she may have had a little bit too much of the, the doctor whomever Kool-Aid and, <laughs> you know, I mean, cause I'm sure it was a doctor, somebody, whether they really have that PhD or not, I'm sure doctor, somebody convinced her that well, this was true. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I honestly, I think this is a type of thing where you have to tell her, I love you down. And I understand you going through a lot and I don't want to not be here for you. However, <laughs> you sounding like a white supremacist these days. And I just can't let that energy in my life. Like, yeah. look at everything that's going on. By the time this episode comes out, America will be in the middle of some full fledged. I mean, up to the goddamn max fuckery when it comes to this election and white supremacy and voter suppression and everything that goes along with it. Is it is going to be. It's going to be so bad. The fucking worst. It is and going, it's to, going be to be so bad. And on. Right. Like, I've been prepared for this all year because I already know. It's we all have. Regardless. Everybody has known that as bad as 2020 is, November means it's almost certainly finna get worse. It's just going to be. Right. Ugh. So, like, girl, I literally can't handle no more white supremacy in my life. <laughs> I cannot. Especially not from one of my friends. <laughs> right. I cannot have you over here talking like a Trump voter. Like, I literally just cannot take it. I you don't. Do it. Yeah. And you don't owe her your peace. You said she's going through a lot and she's vulnerable right now. And so that's understandable as to why you still want to be a good friend. But if she's stressing you to fuck out, like, you don't owe her high blood pressure. You don't owe her any number of other health issues or even just being stressed the fuck out. Like you're allowed to limit the people around you to those who bring peace to your life. She needed intervention. I mean, right. I mean, you might want to tell her, look, get the fuck off Facebook. First and foremost, let's let's have you follow. And I understand black people have a genuine distrust and a real distrust of a lot of, um, aspects of the medical industry because they have certainly been racist before and still are now. Um, and so it's healthy to ask questions. What it's not healthy to do is adopt the ideology of the oppressor. That's what's not healthy. So, yeah, and that's where niggas see again, niggas are not thinking niggas watch a couple of Facebook exactly. videos. They see a nigga go live on Instagram and all of a sudden they got a whole new blueprint for life without thinking one fucking thing through. So, you know, lay it out with her and be very honest. And then wherever the conversation goes from there, be prepared to take care of yourself. Maybe she'll be like, damn, bitch, you right. I've been fucking tripping. Like, you should send her clips of all of the fucking stained, dripping, wet, sweaty chuds all over the fucking country that sound exactly yes, like her. Like, because like, this is you, sis. Have you watched Fox News? Because you sound just like them dumbasses who keep getting left at Trump rallies in the middle of the night when it's freezing cold outside, risking hypothermia and shit because ain't no buses to take them back to their car. You sound just like them dumb fucks. And I don't think you want to sound like that, girl. I'm just saying. You my nigga, and I don't want you to go out like that. So, yeah, since she is one of your closest friends, have the conversation, but be prepared to be like, I got to love your ass from a distance until you over this shit. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's a phase. Yeah, because sometimes it fucking be like that. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah. That wraps up the questions this week. Send yours to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, so we're back and it is now time for the read. Yes, and you brought up T.I. and I'm so happy because that is the same person I was going to talk about this week. So Go, go for it. I was going to say, I don't know if you want me to start or what, but if you did not hear about it, um, there is a man named Speedy Mormon. He hosts a show on Complex called, what is this show called? I'm sorry. Google uh, Speedy Complex. You'll find it. Um, But (laughs) so he was talking about um, how to keep COVID away, talking about how to beat COVID because T.I., like we talked about on this show, had an album release party. Um, Niggas in general in Atlanta have been doing the absolute goddamn most maskless. Most of that is because the Georgia government will not make niggas sit on their ass just like the federal government won't just like basically every other state's government won't so um uh covid is running rampant right now through the entire country but yes in atlanta georgia and so clifford decided to talk about um the ways that he's personally been fighting back against the coronavirus and said that um covid begins in the throat dragging him for something (laughs) completely different Wait, you're not even talking about the COVID thing? No. Oh, my God. I don't even God. know what you're talking about. Oh, nigga. Okay. So they was talking oh, about God. this shit, right? <laughs> talking about how to beat COVID. And T.I. said, well, you know, COVID starts in the throat. And so if you catch it mm. while it's still in your throat and you drink some oh. warm liquid, the warm liquid will wash oh. the COVID down to your stomach and then the stomach acid will kill it. <laughs> I'm disgusted. You you should watch this interview if only to see this nigga Speedy's face because <laughs> he looked at him like this might be the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. T.I. went on to say, you know, I would rather boost my immune system to defend me against COVID, you know, instead of wearing a mask and hiding in fear of um, coming into contact with it. So a few things. First of all, first of all, <laughs> boosting your immune system is a great idea. You should probably do that anyway. You should do that year round. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, organic teas with turmeric and raw honey out of Beyonce's backyard and ginger and mm-hmm. all that shit. All that's very, very good for you. True. However, you can have the most pristine immune system on the planet and still get COVID because COVID is airborne, meaning that you could drink all of the tea Earl Grey ever made. And you might still get that shit if you go to a fucking album release party and be all up in the face of a nigga who has it. Viruses are very, very, very small. I don't know how to explain this to niggas. You think of the smallest thing you can see and the virus is smaller than that. Viruses do not actually, when they enter your body, go directly to your throat for a 30 minute holding pattern until you feel (laughs) like washing them away. That is not actually. Yeah, they get caught up in. <laughs> they get caught up in throat customs. <laughs> Your body does not work like the airport. Okay, this is not JFK. They do not yeah. get pulled to the side while we go through their luggage real quick and make but sure see, they didn't bring back no contraband. <laughs> if you listen to Clifford, that warm water will basically ask the virus: Are you traveling with any fruits or vegetables? <laughs> 
Do you have a sum of cash over $10,000? Did you bring plant life back from the place you came from? (laughs) Ooh, not sure if you can stay here, hon. Hell, yes. What? So, yes, first of all. losing it. COVID does not congregate in your throat first to see if you're going to make the right decision about drinking a warm liquid or not. Secondly, you could drink a boiling liquid and it would not kill the virus once it is inside your body. Because, again, it's not just one little piece of the virus right there. (laughs) Again, like, again, this isn't how viruses work. And furthermore, if all it took was to be in your body and then end up in your stomach, nobody would have COVID. Like every part of this argument is so goddamn stupid. It just makes, I really don't understand. Like we all know T.I. is a dumbass. Okay. We know we've been down this road many, many, many times, but a disproportionate number of the more than 200,000 people who have died from COVID are black people. This is due to problems with racism and the way that, our system is set up to value our lives um, much less than we do the the lives of white people. So if you are going to posit yourself as somebody who can give health advice during a pandemic, I'm really need, I'm going to need you to stop watching old ass Dr. Sebi videos and maybe just read a little bit something about how viruses work. I don't know who gave T.I. this information. but I, We should find them. But what I don't want is for the rest of you niggas to be like, yeah, I went to the club, but as long as I drink some hot milk when I get home before I go to bed, I'm not going to catch COVID. That's not, again, that's not how it works. By the time you get home, it's too fucking late because it's a virus. If it's in you, it's in you. Again, it does not wait to see if you're going to do something to kill it first. You may catch it and be asymptomatic and not feel anything at all. You may catch it and die. We really don't know until you got it. But the tea will not keep you from getting it. Stomach acid does not kill COVID-19 in your body. It does not do that. It does not congregate itself in your stomach to wait for further processing. Even Eris would be like, Daddy, no. Like, like that's nigga, not it don't make how sense. any of this It works. do not make sense. It is airborne. That is what makes it so fucking scary. So please, I just beg of you niggas. I mean, I've been begging y'all for since March to stay your asses at home. Sweetie, that is <laughs> a, 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 in vain. And like none of it. <laughs> and I get like, that. I do. They're going to do... The girls are going to do what they want to do. That is why, you know, let's say the cases are are skyrocketing back up into six figures every 24 hours and wild shit like that. There's like, at this point, I have accepted that the girls are going to do what they want to do. Yeah. I, you know, like, this whole thing is going to continue to go on until everybody who would die from it is dead. And then, you know, it will inevitably mutate into COVID too. And then we have to deal with that. Right. This new bad it's bitch not going virus nowhere that has for teeth a while. or whatever. <laughs> Right, so it's like, girl, like, whatever. I don't know. I mean, you know, at this here. point, you wake up, and then there's another 24 hours, and then you know, whatever. another hundred thousand people done tested positive. Like, I am at the point where I understand that asking y'all to stay home is pointless because nobody is making y'all stay home, and a lot of y'all act like children. Like, if you can go to the party, you will. Or, I mean, so let me not be unnecessarily dismissive. A lot of y'all are tired of being in the house and you want to hang out with people again. And I get that. Yeah. But the pandemic is still going on. 
So if you must go out, please don't go to some building with 200 niggas from 200 other households all breathing in the same air and listening to T.I.'s album or at some other lounge in Atlanta. Like, if you must go somewhere, please wear a mask. Please be outside. Please keep your distance because this is still killing niggas. And even if it don't kill you, you're going to take it back to your house and give it to the people who live in your house and whoever they might have to interact with. God only knows a lot of y'all are giving it, sending it to kids and then kids are going off to in-person school and passing it along there. Like we all just want the virus to be over as soon as possible. And the more that we can look out for one another and ourselves, the faster we will get there. So please take precautionary methods that have been proven by science to work Feel free to boost your immune system. Cold and flu season is approaching. And I'm not playing those games either, girl. I fully get that. But understand that you can drink your special tea cocktail three times a day and you might still get that shit if you got your dumb ass in the club. And that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean... Thanks for that. I'm done with that, you know? I can't I believe you had a you. different T.I. story. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I can't believe you did. I thought we were from some... <laughs> Not necessarily shocked, but, you know, there's that. Wow. Um. Okay, well, I'll just jump right in. Yeah. Um, so there was a story uh, sometime last week, I believe. Uh, a black couple... That was in uh, an Atlanta restaurant called Umi Sushi in Buckhead, I believe. This couple was asked to leave the restaurant because this black man had sneakers on. However, um, said black man clocked the fact that there was a white woman mere feet away from him who also had on some sneakers. Yet, nobody asked her to do anything. Nobody asked her to move anywhere. Nobody asked her a goddamn thing. Oh, God. All of this obviously is being recorded. It was posted, uh, went viral, and such and such and such. So then, Umi Sushi, this place is in the hot seat. They were allegedly, uh, this couple also told that the owner of this restaurant has, you know, great relationships with several high profile black people in Atlanta and with Keisha Lance Bottoms, who is honestly a mess. <laughs> like, let's be honest. And, so that's what they were sort of left with when the video was on the internet. So the owner of this restaurant then allegedly calls T.I. because he wants to sit down with T.I. and I guess explain things and talk about the change in the policy that they're going to make, whatever. So T.I. invites this man to wherever, I don't know, let's say one of his offices or something. He invites this man there. T.I.'s there with two black women who I assume work with him, for him. I don't know. Um, And a man is sitting there talking about like, oh yeah, you know, we're starting with uh, removing the no sneaker policy and I felt like, you know, as a, a sneakerhead myself, it would make oh, me no. a hypocrite to have a no sneaker policy in the restaurant in the first place. Then bitch, why did you? <laughs> Why did you have a sneaker, a no sneaker policy in the bitch? If you're a self-proclaimed sneakerhead in the first place, you fucking loser. Why? And it doesn't even matter. You actually did not have a policy for no sneakers. Because as I mentioned, there was a white woman in the goddamn restaurant that day. Probably plenty of other days that had yep. sneakers on. You weren't concerned about that shit. Because it's not about the fucking sneakers. But I'll get into that in a second. The issue with this is that later, the man who was kicked out of the restaurant. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, we haven't online. got to the issue with it yet. <laughs> 
the issue with T.I.'s involvement. Okay, got you. That couple never spoke to T.I. about the situation, yet T.I. received an apology on their behalf. He later went on to say on a separate Instagram video that... You know, the the restaurant people reached out to him first and somebody who works for him DM'd uh, the couple, but they didn't hear back something, something, whatever. And I'm like, first of all, of course, that motherfucker reached out to you first, bitch, because he knew shit was hot for him because they were put on blast for the racist classes bullshit that they do in that restaurant. And like he apparently said, he has high profile black friends who are in Atlanta. Right. So he called up one of them and said, let's sit down and do some damage control. They don't give a fuck about them black people that kicked out of that goddamn restaurant. (laughs) And so for you to be another black dope who got roped into some white foolishness, some non-black, because I don't know if that man's white or not. I couldn't tell, but he's not black. And so for you to get roped into another one of these things and manipulated to help benefit some other people who will then again, once again, oppress, demean, you know, humiliate black people of a certain type or class or whatever that come in there because that shit to me is just it's so wild and then for you to try to talk it off afterwards like oh well they hit me up first they hit me. of course they did because they have a direct line to you <laughs> nobody was even thinking about reaching out to ti for anything except for what's another way to say like may i or <laughs> what's another way to say like <laughs> You know, can you please provide a synonym? I need a word with six syllables in it. Like, nope. So, that's insane to me. But the fact that you even... The fact that you, let's say... I'm going to just assume and give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you saw the video before you even met with this person, right? Mm. But even if you didn't, you not only had a meeting with this guy, you said that you made him or you told him to come and meet you somewhere why wouldn't you then have waited until you heard from that other couple heard from the couple and invited them to sit down too why didn't you put him in a position where he could sit down with them black people and explain to their faces what the situation was because he wasn't interested in doing that shit he just wanted to save his fucking business and what, like, another thing that really pissed me off about this shit, because, yeah, T.I.'s a fucking moron. We know that. Like you said <laughs> in your read, we've talked about this endlessly. He's given us a dozen and one reasons to be like, nigga, what the fuck time are you actually on right now? So I'm not even surprised that he did some fucking moronic shit, because, of course. You know what I mean? But it's like, girl, stop going around here calling yourself the mayor of Atlanta and claiming to be the, you know, for the people of this stuff, because you're not. You know what I'm saying? What you're doing... Is just continuing to rub elbows with people in the industry that, you know, perpetuate your privilege. That's it. Because, of course, he ain't got no problem with you. T.I. could have absolutely walked into that fucking restaurant with sneakers on and nobody would say nothing to him because he's T.I. and they know he have money. You know what I'm saying? The same way that, you know, blank football player or basketball player from Atlanta or, you know, if fucking Ray Schremer was to walk up in that bitch or whatever, it would be no problem because they know that they do. You saw this man that you don't recognize with his pop smoke braids and his his, um, his sneakers on or whatever, and you immediately was like, mm, they probably gonna dine and dash. Mm, I don't know. Because, you, like, I... 
That's what those fucking yeah. policies are about. These restaurants, these clubs, all these venues would be like, oh, you can't wear do-rags in here. Oh, you can't wear sneakers. You can't wear... What is it that's so, like, offensive about any art- article of clothing, honestly? Unless it's a big, you know, tank top that says, I'm going to kill everyone in here. <laughs> what is it, like, about a do-rag or sneakers or a hat or whatever else a chain that makes you feel like your establishment is in jeopardy especially when it is not on somebody that you know has millions and millions of followers on instagram and even more money than that these niggas don't give a fuck about us bro they don't they're so far removed from all of the regular shit going on in the lives of regular black people at home please Cut it the fuck out. And I was so fucking pissed off because when I saw the story on the shade room of the the man who was removed from the restaurant talking about how he was disappointed in the way that T.I. went about it, one of the main, maybe like the second comment that I saw with tons of likes said something to the effect of just be happy that he brought light to the situation and keep it moving. What? Bitch, are you literally fucking stupid? Yes. Are you like, are you actually dumb, yes, bitch? Same. Like, are you, are you for real? First of all, T.I. didn't bring shit to the situation. The situation already had light on it. That's why the motherfucker called T.I. in the first place because that couple recording and uploading that video went viral because they were being racist and classist and disgusting mm-hmm. and absolutely mistreated and humiliated that man in the fuck in the center of that fucking restaurant see I didn't bring light to that motherfucking situation if anything he brought darkness to the situation for making it stupid <laughs> involving his own black ass in it <laughs> and making it fucking dumb making a mockery out of it darkness to the situation and so many people were hyping that dumbass comment up and we're all gonna be the same ones when you see fucking the baby and umi sushi months from now or whatever where they'll never mistreat him because everybody knows that nigga got money and connections or whatever the fuck and you're like oh the baby be down at umi sushi that's where we got to go for home home you know such and such's birthday or whatever and you go down there and can't get a motherfucking table because you got air force ones on keep it up yep. it's never a problem you don't give a fuck until it's your stupid ass you bitches are dumb you're <laughs> stupid you are fucking dumb moronic idiotic shiftless and worthless and i can't stand y'all bitches i promise you i cannot i hate y'all y'all bitches don't deserve h2o or oxygen i can't stand you bitches like i promise i can't so worthless oh my god brought light to the situation that nigga didn't bring a goddamn thing to the situation but a waste of time and cave it for some people that will continue to treat you niggas like trash congratulations you're a fucking dumbass now oh jesus christ i also want to say all the white people who are sitting up here and like allowing these insane radical paramilitary troops to run rampant across the country i want you to know that when the end of times begins tomorrow after they're done clearing out all our black asses and all of the other colored people they are going to murder rape and pillage your white households mm-hmm. as well oh yes they'll probably start with you know the dirt poor maybe the trailer parks or whoever the fuck else but i want you to know in every post-apocalyptic book film or series you've ever seen <laughs> there have been some fucking dripping wet honkies who are usually you know strapped with all of the automatic weapons and things like that that take to the streets and do whatever the fuck they want to that's gonna be these proud boys and boogaloo men or whoever the fuck all of these other people that donald trump and all of his homies are hyping up and telling to stand down and stand by y'all keep it up and act like that's not an actual issue it's niggas just walking in the streets and demanding that you i don't know treat us like human beings yes 
they they're the problem. It's the anti-fascists that are the issue. People who believe that fascism is a bad thing. That's it. That's they're all that the means. Issue. Not the motherfuckers walking around with fucking AK-47s and just shooting people for threatening someone's Michelin tires. You bitches are dumb as well. You are also fucking stupid and a waste of time and space. And I want you bitches to know that when they come for your throats, okay, when they kill your fucking dogs dead and steal your babies and rape your wives and sisters and stuff and like that, mm-hmm. Don't act like ain't nobody say nothing. You brought this shit upon your motherfucking selves. You did. Because I don't understand how they're emboldened to walk around the streets with fucking uh, guns and and machetes and torches and bulletproof vests on and have literal, like, nothing of sense or substance to say. Have you seen? Like, they literally just go out there and crack beer hands on their heads and bump chests (laughs) and, like, roll around in the grass and belch. Like, they're, like, not even... They're not verbal, really, most of the time. Like, they're they're literally the scum of the fucking (laughs) nation. And y'all, like, y'all are gonna let them run it. Congrats. They're out here trying to abduct governors because they want to go to brunch. I hate you. I hate all of y'all. Did you hear about the white boy who was involved in that plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan, I think, because they didn't like the restrictions she was putting in place for COVID? And then turned around once he went to jail and was like, yeah, I need to get out because I'm scared of COVID. I feel like it was Pennsylvania. Or maybe it was Illinois. Or it might have been Michigan. <laughs> I don't know. But it was. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And this is what I'm talking about. Not only are they dangerous Michigan. and violent, they're also fucking stupid. Yes. I don't how, see how you're... Like, there's no concern for these blatant numbskulls who walk around with guns. Right. And who are threatening to kidnap government officials. Meanwhile, you're trying to villainize the motherfuckers who are like, mm, just here for, I don't know, peace, equality, yeah. you're a little concerned that the president's a fascist. Ending racism. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate y'all. I hate y'all. This country deserved everything that fucking happens to it. You bitches suck so bad. <sighs> um, sure. Two quick things. Uh, Ubisoft. I've owned many of your games. Ubisoft, Ubisoft, I still know which one it is. I own many of your games. I played damn near all of the Assassin's Creed games and stuff like that. Love the Watch Dogs series. For whatever reason, now they have a game called Watch Dogs Legion that take place, takes place in London and is basically Antifa the game, but they're all hackers or something uh, like that. Okay. Jamaica, uh, London has a very large Jamaican um, community because colonialism and white people. So... Um, there are a lot of, I guess, the Jamaican characters or characters with the accent. Was there no one in voice acting oh, no. that is Jamaican? Oh, no. no one? No one. You can even find somebody who like, because like Nicki Minaj ain't Jamaican and she could have done a great job doing some of this fucking voice acting. Like, did you find some of these voice actors in a cardboard box? What the fuck? Is it as It actually as helped mine? me out a lot. It actually helped me out a lot because it's, you know, we're right like a, maybe two weeks, two weeks away from the PlayStation 5. And Watch Dogs Legion is a game that's supposed to launch on there as well, which means it will probably uh, be better quality on said system. So I was like, ugh, I don't know if I want to buy this game now or wait for whenever I can get a PlayStation 5. I'll wait. Now that I know that you just decided to go down to fucking Nando's and hire like the first white person you saw to do, you know, no. a Jamaican accent or to try to speak Patois, like I'm I'm good. Also, Instagram, stop trying to be every app. Mark Zuckerberger, Instagram has become the turducken of applications. 
I'm disgusted. Why do you need us to shop and TikTok and Snapchat and Twitter and Instagram and Twitch and Ring and Hinge and everything the fuck else on here? Like... God damn! So they won't sell the app to you, so you just like you say fuck it. I'm just it's it's in here too now. Guess guess what, girls? We have the filters. We have all of the stuff. Come on over here. It's it's odd, and the placement of things especially odd right now. Get this shit out of here. Yes, girl. Um, I I don't have a Facebook account for a reason. So no, I don't want to use this app to talk to niggas on Facebook. Leave me alone. What a dumb fucking question. I was so annoyed when Instagram gave me that pop up when I opened the app the other day. I was like, if I wanted to talk to niggas on Facebook, guess which platform I would be on? Just guess. Yeah. Just a shot in the mm-hmm. dark. <laughs> like, I I'm get never it, do it. But no, ma'am, I'm never going to download Facebook. I don't have a Facebook account for a reason. So, no, I will not use this app to talk to the zero friends I have on Facebook. I will not do it. And I don't give a fuck that I saw all of the latest pictures, bitch. It don't mean I want to see posts from motherfuckers I don't follow talking about suggested. There don't even be people who post I want to motherfucking see. Show me the shit I seen again then, bitch. Oh what God. are you doing? Yes, Instagram will swear you got to the end of new posts, but you just got to the end of the new posts they wanted to show you. They hide right. 60% of the people you follow and you got to like refresh a jillion times or go to the individual profiles. Like the algorithm on Instagram is utterly fucked. And it it does not make sense. I honestly feel for all of you who use Instagram to make money because bitch how it do not make sense how those people show posts and and all that other bullshit. It does not. But I was just, I mean, I took a screenshot and everything when I opened Instagram and saw that, hey, Crystal, chat with your friends on Facebook Messenger with your Instagram ad, this widget. Bitch, go. No, I shall not. My word. Pick something to do. You don't need to do everything. This weird tech monopolization shit is creepy. It's so bizarre. That's it, I'm finished. Y'all killed Vine. Y'all killed yes. Snapchat. Y'all come in well, for... Well, Snapchat killed itself, but... Just... Well, okay. That is, I mean, you're not wrong That Rihanna that. thing was not cute. <laughs> that was... You're right. But, like, now y'all coming for TikTok with these Reels things and constantly doing something new and all this other bullshit. And I'm not even necessarily mad at it, but what I don't... Like, I don't care that y'all are owned by the same company. So please stop trying to Leave get me, me to participate in Facebook games. Because I no. won't, I, I barely use Instagram, girl. So, like, <laughs> leave me out of it, sweetheart. But, oh, okay, that wraps up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out at thisistheread.com and follow us on social media at thisistheread. Um, I just want to say before we end today's episode, Black people, please take care of yourselves. Um, put the phone down, go meditate, take some deep breaths, drink some water get some rest, take a walk, do whatever you can to lessen your stress over the next several weeks. Because like we said earlier, I mean, I just, I don't see a way for America to come out of this election without there being a massive fucking amount of bullshit taking place. There's, it's inevitable. It is inevitable. And Donald Trump has stacked the Supreme Court on purpose. So yes. Yes, I just would say uh, black and brown people take care of yourselves as best as you can. Um, And just because it's inevitable does not mean that your ass doesn't need to go out and vote today. 
get us together. If you haven't done it yet, please get dressed up. Go and do it. I just and I really do get the arguments, y'all. But you just cannot convince me that we would not be better off with Joe Biden as president. Look at what this man has done just this year. Just look at where we're at with this virus. So please. He got motherfuckers literally freezing in the cold to come and hear him lie now. <laughs> and uh, you know what? So The yes. girls are going home on stretchers just to hear her lie. It doesn't more. make sense. It does not make sense. So I hate y'all. Yeah, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And I think that's it for me. Anything else from you before we get out of here? Just the moral of the story, which is that... Um, <clears throat> I let a lot of shit go and it's for my benefit. You know, I much prefer sleeping in a comfortable bed at night than staying up all night in jail waiting to be released or make bail or whatever the fuck the situation may be. So I just want a lot of y'all to know that like when you think that you may have slighted me, if you think that you may have tried me, if you think that you may have won one over on me, um, enjoy it. Because you're not bad. You're just not worth it. <gasps> oh, wow. Okay. And on no, that note. I actually have like <laughs> things to lose. So doesn't mean that she won't get your ass beat. Doesn't mean that she can't get smacked in your mouth. It's just a little shady, petty, you know, street BGC live shit. It's not enough for me to be like, mm, jail, litigation. Nah. Mm. So enjoy it if you want to. You know? Yes. Not that I'm scared of you, just that you're not worth it. Remember that. <laughs> yeah, like I have then I gotta go deal with police and then go back to court. Like it's just paying uh, fines and shit. And I just don't have time for that. It has to be like worth it. Like I gotta ask myself, am I cool with this? Most of the time I'm not because y'all ain't worth it. <laughs> okay. On it's that on. note, uh, we will yeah, I guess we'll see y'all next week if the Lord say the same. Hey, man, we'll see what happens. All right. Bye, y'all.